All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. If you've got life insurance, you most likely have experienced an increase in premiums recently, a lot more than usual. Today, I want to have this discussion because as a financial advisor, I have the job obviously to set up life insurance for people. And when I say life insurance, I'm talking income protection, trauma cover, total and permanent disability cover, as well as death cover, of course, comes into that. And I also have the responsibility to manage policies and to advise on policies on an ongoing basis. I've been having quite a few discussions recently on this topic, so I thought it would be the perfect topic to record an episode about because there's nothing more dreadful, I would say, than receiving a renewal for an insurance policy in the mail to see that your premium has gone up. Now, paying for life insurance as it is, is difficult. And I'll be the first to put my hand up and say that I hate paying for anything, especially insurances. But having an increase is even harder sometimes. Now, Many people understand why they have life insurance. And as an advisor, when I get that phone call or that text message or email saying, hey, I'd like to cancel my insurance or reduce my insurance or do something about these premiums, I have a couple of different responsibilities. Now, one of them is to obviously um, educate. And the second one is to advise. Now, on the education side of things, now, First of all, it's always important to have a discussion with your advisor about your life insurance policies, why they are there. It's good to be reminded what they actually cover you for. The second thing as well is to really understand why premiums are going up and what you can actually do to assist you and your family from a um, cash flow and from a financial point of view in affording those premiums and funding them. But The number one thing I can say is that it is so important to review life insurance. Life insurance is not a set and forget strategy. Premiums are increasing regularly. Your circumstance is changing regularly. Therefore, the insurance that you had set up five years ago is most likely not appropriate today. And there is a chance that there is another insurance company that's more appropriate or a different level of insurance cover. But... Just to go back to the topic of insurance premiums increasing, a big part of this discussion is always about, you know, as I said, a reminder of what the cover is there for, why it was set up initially. And secondly, just to understand what you're actually paying for. Because when you look at your insurance policies, you'll find that some are more expensive. They're not like, you know, your your death cover, for example, may be cheaper than your income protection. Um, some of your insurance may be funded from superannuation. Some of it might be funded from your cash flow as a you know, as a monthly direct debit, for example. So it's really important to remind yourself as to what is going on there and how things are set up. Now, there's many reasons insurance premiums go up. And I want to just focus on a couple of them. The first one being is rising claims. Now, again, depending on when you're listening to this episode, this may be different. But recently, in recent years, insurance companies have seen a very steep rise in claims um, in the areas of mental health, 
um, and back even as well, back issues. And that has recently contributed to a rise in premiums, especially for things like income protection. Now, the other part about it as well could be a you know a pandemic or, or something that, that the world is going through that can potentially influence claims because an insurance company may expect to pay out X amount of claims. But if next year the figure that they expected to pay out ends up being you know underestimated, they need to make up that money from somewhere because life insurance itself is like a pool of money. And this pool of money has uh, the, the premiums that you pay in there. And when someone needs to claim, money comes out of that pool. Now, if people are starting to draw down more on that pool, then that obviously affects the premium because insurance companies need to make sure that there's always money in that pool. The second thing as well, is when people start cancelling their life insurance for various reasons. Um, there was recent, there was some recent changes around superannuation where a lot of default insurance cover that many people weren't really aware of potentially uh, was cancelled um, under a few changes. And this has made the pool smaller. So if there's less people that have insurance set up, the pool is smaller, therefore premiums need to go up to make sure it's big enough to be sustainable for the demand of people that will need money from this pool. I hope my analogy has made sense, but this is probably the easiest way to explain it. The next part about it is economic factors that come into it. Now, just like most businesses, insurance companies are susceptible to economic factors They may that may impact the premiums that you pay. So when an insurance company has money that's in this pool, these funds are normally invested or they're, they're normally utilized in a way so that they're making money and that they're at least, um, you know, keeping up with inflation, for example, for the insurance company. Now, when we go through periods of record low interest rates and we go through periods of negative investment returns, again, that affects the pool and that affects the, uh, the rate of return that insurance companies get on this money that they are holding and in turn need to then increase premiums because they need to be able to make sure that this pool is sustainable in the medium or even long term. The other part about it as well is if you have level premiums and we've talked about stepped and level premiums before, um, but if you have level premiums, which traditionally are not supposed to increase every single year, these, these have also been affected recently as well with the economic factors that insurance companies have experienced as well. Now, with all this said, it makes it so difficult when insurance is being assessed. Like I'm so many times I'm in a position with a client where they can't afford the insurance premiums or they don't feel comfortable paying, you know, this much for insurance, yet they know they need this much cover. And it's a very difficult position to be in because nobody knows what's around the corner. Um, there's a saying that I heard years ago, and I'll never forget, but most people, well, not most, but many people cancel their insurance cover when they need it the most, you know, when they're going through personal struggles in life or when they're going through financial stress and all these different things, they cancel their insurance when they need it the most. And, and as an advisor, I used to recommend insurance back in when I first started, because it's just what we did. Right. And I mean, I, I believed in it, don't get me wrong, but it was one of those things where it was, I did it because I felt that it was the right thing to do, to, re to recommend life insurance. 
Over the years, after doing claims for clients and seeing the experience that someone has when they make a claim on their insurance, and also seeing those that don't have insurance and go through a severe life um, medical event, I now believe in life insurance more than ever. And nobody knows when they need to claim on their insurance. Um, Nobody takes insurance, well, not many that I know of, or no one that I've ever met has taken insurance expecting to claim on it. And as far as insurance is concerned, it's one of those, it's like car insurance. Think about the years that you've been paying car insurance for. Think about how much you've spent over the last 5, 10, 20 years, 30 years in car insurance. And think about how many times you've actually claimed. So really, the way all insurance works is it costs money. And if you look back over a long period of time, it ain't cheap, especially if you add it all together. The issue is that we don't know when we're going to need it. Now, personally, I'd prefer to be paying for life insurance premiums and never claim. They're not paying for them and then something happens and I need to claim or I wish I had insurance I could claim on. To many, it's a sleep at night factor. You know, you're paying essentially for peace of mind. You're paying for that backup to know that you've got that plan B in place. There's so many different ways to look at it, but the number one rule and this is something I always make very, very clear when I talk about life insurance for the first time, is that you need to be comfortable with how much you're paying in premiums. There's a chance you will never, ever claim on this insurance in your life. So you need to know that you need to be comfortable that when you look back in 10 or 20 years and you can see how much you've paid, that you are comfortable with what you've paid. But at the same time, you need to be very, very aware that you could claim on this insurance at any particular point. Nobody knows what's around the corner. No one knows what tomorrow holds for us or next week. So, and most people do not have a plan B. If they couldn't work, relying on Centrelink, for example, is not a sustainable option. For some people, having one income only instead of two is not a sustainable option. For many, if not most people, out-of-pocket medical costs are not a sustainable option when there's not enough savings to cover that. And you might have savings today, but will you have savings in six or 12 months if you were to potentially be diagnosed with something serious? These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. There's, there's so many question marks and and as and the, the best way to think about these things and the, the best, sorry, the best approach to have is to talk to your financial advisor and get their opinion because we've seen these things all the time. We have these discussions regularly with clients and at the end of the day, you need to, you do need to follow your gut. You need to do what you're comfortable doing, but at the same time, you just need to make an informed decision instead of acting on fear. Or instead of acting on, you know, making, making, you know, rush decisions, essentially. Now, how can you reduce your premiums? So I'm going to talk about a couple of ways that insurance premiums could be reduced. And um, with all of these options, you need to talk to your financial advisor about them because everyone's situation is different. There are different policy structures. Um, some policies were set up a very long time ago and they potentially could be treated differently to policies that were set up last week. But the first way to actually approach the whole situation is to look at potentially reducing the insurance cover, reducing the amount that you are insured by. Now, if you were to potentially, 
This is just as an example, a very, very rough guide. But if you were to half your insurance cover, it almost, and I say almost, would half your premium. It doesn't quite work that way, but it just that should give you a bit of an idea as to how life insurance works. Again, depends on the policy. There's, you know, I, I, I can't say that this statement applies to all insurance policies and all insurance companies, but that should give you a, a bit of an idea as to how premiums and sums insured work. So for example, if you can't afford um, a life insurance policy, especially if it's paid out of pocket, I always say that something is better than nothing. And it is worth getting some quotes from your advisor um, or from your insurance company, but I would say your advisor ideally, and have them give you some options so that you can see, okay, if I was to reduce the cover by 20%, what would that do to the premiums? So things like that, so that you can at least not go from, you know, perfect, you know, ideal sum insured down to literally nothing. Um, but, but also you could tailor the policy from a cost point of view to suit your budget. A big part of looking at the sums insured as well is to review the insurance as you get older as well. So normally, as I'll give you a scenario, if somebody, if I have a couple that are in their 30s, couple of children and a mortgage, as long as they don't take on any extra debt or have any more children, there is a chance that a year later, um, or definitely five years later, well not definitely, but in many, most cases, there's a chance that they won't need as much insurance cover anymore. Because if their children are older, if their debt is lower, then they technically do not need as much insurance cover. But saying that, as I said, there are other things that come into it because if you've had a, a rise of income over that period of time or the value of your assets has reduced or the value of your debts has increased, and that's a bit of a different story. But reviewing insurance regularly does help when looking at sums insured, for example, or even looking at insurance policies. Another one is to make sure you're not paying for more than one insurance policy if you don't need to be. So I've come across clients and situations where somebody will have a life insurance policy that they've had set up, but they also have other life insurance policies that they forgot about. Now that can cause a few issues at claim time, but from a cost point of view, you're essentially paying for two sets of insurances, which you may not need. Another approach to take is with life insurance policies, Sometimes there could be extra features or bells and whistles added to the policies. Reviewing them and working out whether you still need or want them can also reduce the cost of the policy as well by taking these extra features off. Now, if you've got income protection, there are a few extra levers that you can pull. One of them is to increase the waiting period on your policy. So for example, if you have a 30-day waiting period, which means you'd have to be off work for 30 days before you can claim. Um, you know, obviously, you have to meet the definition of the policy as well um, to be able to claim on your insurance. But you need, instead of being having to be off work for 30 days to claim on your policy, if you increase your waiting period to 60 days or 90 days, if the policy allows you to do that, then that would help your insurance premium. The second thing as well, is if you were to reduce the benefit period. So if you were to have a benefit period at the moment, for example, till the age of 65, reducing that to two years would most likely have a significant effect on the premium that you pay for the policy. So there are so many different things that you can do with your insurance policies to reduce the amount of cover. Um, you could look at funding them differently. For example, if they're all paid out of pocket, looking at funding some of it from superannuation, 
um, and vice versa as well. There are so many different things that you probably wouldn't know about unless you spoke to someone. So the main message I want to pass on today, that if your insurance premiums are increasing and if you don't feel comfortable with it, and even if you do actually, and you haven't had them reviewed in a while, talk to a financial advisor. Talk to the advisor that set up the policies for you and say, hey, look, I'd like to get this all reviewed, please. And that even could be as simple as just having a discussion or having a, more of a formal review. But if you make an educated decision, you're, le- you're less likely to make decisions on your life insurance that you are potentially going to regret down the track. Because it, life insurance is one of those things where, it, well, insurance itself is one of those things where you don't know when you're going to need it. And the risks of reducing insurance cover are a lot serious than many people realize. I've had so many people say to me, hey, look, I'll just cancel or reduce the insurance and I'll look at increasing it in a couple of years. Now, the problem with that is, well, the risk, I should say, is if you do reduce or cancel insurance, increasing it later or applying for or setting it up later means you need to go through a underwriting process, most likely, depending on the insurance company. And the risk there is if you've had health issues in that period of time, there is a chance, or if the insurance companies have changed the way they assess uh, applications for insurance, there is a chance that you may not be approved for the insurance. There's also a chance that you may get approved, but you'll have an exclusion put on the policy that you may not have had previously. The other risk as well is you could be paying a much higher premium, depending on the structure of the premium, because you're setting it up as a, at a higher age. Sometimes the features of the policy could be limited depending on what your age is. Your occupation could change over that period of time and that could increase, that could affect the premium of your policy. And secondly, it could affect you even, you know, the, the, the quality of the policy and the, the terms of it and the, the type of policy that you can get. If, you know, for example, you've moved from a desk job to something not so admin related, we'll say something more, you know, more... Um, like if you're traveling for work more, for example, or if you're doing something more physical or, you know, one day you're an accountant and the next day you're a plumber, um, that would have a big impact on your insurance applications, depending on, you know, when you're applying for the policy and do not forget that you won't be covered in that period of time as well. So that probably the biggest risk is that something could happen to you and you're up the creek with no paddle and you are in a position where you don't have a plan B. Um, you most likely can't apply for insurance anymore. And if you can, you most likely wouldn't be covered for what you've just experienced. And you find yourself in a position where you wish you kept your insurance. So it's never an easy decision to cancel or reduce insurance, but it is so important to talk to your advisor about your insurance policies regularly, especially if you have concerns, just to make sure that it's still appropriate and just to see if there's anything you can do to make sure that your costs are kept as low as possible and your cover is as appropriate is as appropriate as possible for your circumstance. One last point that I'd like to make is that life insurance normally forms part of a overall financial strategy. So if life insurance is part of a process, there are other things that are connected to that like superannuation, like estate planning, like your cash flow, like your savings goals, like your budget, like your investments even. So all these different things are connected in one way or another. And this is more reason than ever to review your overall strategy regularly with your advisor. 
so that you can continue to make smarter and better financial decisions for you and your family. Thanks for joining us on Sharing More Than The Sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases and feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.